Welcome to the Edible Alpha podcast series, your source for actionable insights into making money in food. I'm Tara Johnson, the Tara's Way Lady, and we're here to talk to a wide range of stakeholders about what it really takes to grow a financially viable food business. Well, hello. Good morning. Thanks for coming down to see us. Good morning, Sarah. It's uh, nice to be here. Yeah. So I am here with um, Sarah and Partha, and um, they're um, entrepreneurs who I've been working with for a while, and they are going to tell the story of starting their business. And um, I think this is a really great example of how persistent people start a business and they think it's going to be one way and it evolves over time and they've adapted really well. And I think that's a great lesson for lots of people who are starting new food businesses. So why don't we start by having um, Sarah introduce herself and then Partha, okay? Hi, I'm Sarah Partha Sarathi. I'm CEO and co-founder of Fill My Recipe, LLC. Hi, I'm Partha Sabnavis. I am co-founder and chief operating of officer of uh, Film Recipe LLC. So I first met you guys. I met Sarah, and I think it was at an award ceremony, something or other, for for Madison Magazine, right? Yeah, uh, photo shoot. Yes, it yes. was a photo shoot. That's right. And Sarah came in the most beautiful sari. It was just gorgeous. And she came up to me and said, I really want to talk to you. People have said, I really should talk to you. And that's how I first met you. Yes. Yeah. I, I absolutely remember that meeting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I think what's interesting about that is that um, I think meeting somebody um, who has actually done what you want to do is a really important part of being of getting started, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell me, tell us um, about what you thought. So go back in time in your heads to when you were just getting started. What did you think you were doing then? Um, it This uh, idea came about because it was actually a need. It was a need of a mother for a child. You know, you want to make sure your kids are eating healthy and when my son, uh, who's a vegetarian, he grew up, left the house, went to college, and started working too, um, he had a real hard time finding good food and had a hard time trying to cook Indian food because that's what he was used to. Indian cooking is so complicated. There are a lot of spices involved, and they have to be put in the exact measurement, otherwise you could get them wrong, they have to be in a perfect sequence, so it's pretty overwhelming. And since I grew up watching my mother, who was um, an um, Air Force wife, throw major parties and cooking up a storm every time, and I sort of watched her, but she never measured, she used to just put spices. And so that's the way I grew up, and that's the way I used to cook. So when my son left the home and went off, and I gave him a spice box, and they said, here, these are all the seven or eight spices you have to use. And he said, what do I do with it? I said, put a little of this, little of that. He said, fine, mom. And with his big hands, he started putting little of this and little of that. And <laughs> with his big hands, <laughs> oh, my. We, before we knew it, he had a lot of turmeric, got a lot of cumin, and, you know, these are all really good spices, good for health, but too much of a good thing is too bad also. Mm. And hence, I had to so, sort of tell him, no, you can't put that much of spices. And then he would come back and say, it didn't taste well enough. Can you cook for me again? And I'm like, I'm done cooking for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm done cooking for you. I love <laughs> I'm it. Going to, I'm going to teach you how to fish, you know. And so I said, okay, what, what if I just put these um, spices, you know, measure them exactly for you. It's almost like an IKEA kit for Indian cooking, right? So where you put all the components together. I said, I'm going to put these into little satchets, measure them out. I'll give you step-by-step -step directions that you cannot go wrong and go try it out again. And he went and tried it out, and it was so good for him, and he it came out so well. He started experimenting. He started making it his own. He would then add different kinds of vegetables. He would um, add um, different kinds of uh, the spices. He sort of learned how to cook Indian, Indian food just by using some of our packets. And along the way, um, 
I realized that some of my friends at work, when I used to take Indian food, would also comment about how difficult it is to prepare Indian food. And I decided, why not try it out as a business? Let's see whether people are really interested in this. Is there a market out there? And this idea was going around in, in our heads for, I mean, ever since my son started going to college, so maybe around 10 years. And um, subsequently, we, were, we, st we started the business when we realized that we needed a commercial kitchen, and we had to look for one. And once we found a commercial kitchen, we just started it off, uh, incorporated the business in 2012. Isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah, Indian cooking... I cook a lot, and I, too, have had trouble with Indian cooking. And I think you're right. What I didn't realize is, like, the sequence of the spices and and things like working with whole cumin and not cumin powder and things like that yeah. I just was not familiar with. So things would not turn out as – I mean, they were okay, but it's not like cooking with your stuff. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of flavor building process. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to add a spice at a time. You're supposed to enjoy the flavors. You're supposed to savor those flavors along the way and build on top of the flavors. So each spice uh, goes in at a separate, at a different time, mm -hmm. and then it builds one on top of the other to ultimately give you this fantastic dish. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Who knew? Okay, so so you had the idea. Um, you there definitely identified the problem, um, came up with a solution. Um, I think one of the things that's interesting about those pa the packets that that approach that you took is um, Americans don't think about that, but in India, all kinds of things are in little packets like that, right? Yes, yes. You get everything in little uh, sachets. Uh, you get even hair oil and lotions and it's it's everything it's l like what we have tomato ketchup and little sachets and mayonnaise everything in india is like that isn't that you interesting you have strings and strings and you know even little um little shops along the street on a side street you will find all this mm -hmm. and did you grow were you born here or did you were you born in india both is it both of us were born in india were you born yeah, in India? Yes, both ah, of us, yeah. Both of you were, okay, because mm -hmm. you still have um, uh, extended family in India, right? Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah, my mother still lives in India, mm -hmm. and um, we have, uh, we both came to this country like 20... Yeah, so 93, at the end of 93, actually. So mm, mm -hmm. Both of us were um, computer professionals, software I development, see. and so we came here, and then... Uh, in, uh, yeah, in to be exact, in December '93, December 25th, 1993, that's when we landed here mm, in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. and it was pretty interesting. So, coming from a city where we had uh, 60 degrees is considered too cold. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so we landed in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on the 25th of December. It oh. was 10 below. Oh zero. no! <laughs> <laughs> Loads. All we had all uh, rose all ice and. Uh, with the, somebody came to pick us up, and we didn't we didn't have proper shoes and clothing. Walking of was course. really a challenge, and we were st slipping and falling all over. I s we still remember that. I <laughs> bet you do. Mm -hmm. Did you think, oh my God, what did we just do? <laughs> that's what we. Yes. Oh, yes, you did. That, yes, that moment. That's what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Still, this yeah. excitement of the unknown, correct? Yeah. So we pretty much packed up our entire household into six suitcases. Oh my goodness. And that is what we came to this country with. Wow. Wow. So that that's like being an entrepreneur with a life, you know, taking a taking a great leap and uh, starting a business is nothing compared to that, you know. That's amazing yeah, to me. So in, it's also it's, uh, um, India and the uh, US are totally different and mm -hmm. uh, whereas in India um, where your job is almost secure. You can say 90% secure. It's very rarely you see somebody getting fired or mm. like, uh, like uh, laid off and things like that, whereas in U.S., you find that in every day it's, it's mm -hmm. happening. Right. So that's a totally different life, actually. Right, right, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, well, we're going to come back to India later in this conversation. So, okay, now we're back. Um, you had this idea. Um, you found a commercial kitchen, and then um, you you needed to create 
packaging and a brand. So what did you do in the beginning? Once we found the commercial kitchen and uh, we need to get it, um, get a license. And of course, um, we had to go through, the apply to that cap and uh, have them come and inspect the kitchen, give mm -hmm. us the license. And then both of us started putting together. And um, we didn't, we were working on a shoestring budget. And so everything we did it ourselves, like, uh, label design and we just used Microsoft Publisher and just designed and we went to Kinko's and we were printing all those labels <laughs> and we used, mm. we, for packaging, we were using Ziploc bags mm -hmm. and um, for ingredients, we used the small Ziploc bags and for the bigger, then all the Ziploc, small Ziploc bags will go into a bigger Ziploc bag and seal it and each ingredient needs to be measured very small quantities. And right. so Sarah and I were working, and both of us were, uh, had a full-time job at that time. So in the evenings, we used to go to the kitchen and hand measure everything and make hundreds and hundreds of packets. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And and stick the sticker on the top. On the yeah, exactly. Top. Right. Stick the sticker on top. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. mm -hmm. So initially, we thought that we'd do an online so we started, okay. we had, and at that time, I think Amazon had some web store. Mm -hmm. You can have, mm -hmm. you can do an um, online web store. That's what we created. And mm -hmm. we put our products online. And um, we thought, oh, we'll do only online. That's how we started off the business. Right, and right. We, <laughs> that's, then soon we realized that alone is not sufficient. And so we started going to stores mm -hmm. and we made cash for the very first store we started. Mm -hmm. and, uh, from there, we moved on to each store. Then we found this is going to retail. Retail stores is, um, looks like a much, uh, I wouldn't say easier. Yeah, probably it's, they're more willing to give you shelf space. Mm -hmm. for, for the. Um, we started off local, then we slowly started moving to the other states. Right, right. So what was your brand in the beginning? What did you call yourselves in the beginning? So... Um, I kept fighting over thinking about this branding, okay? So the name of the company came, it was just like an aha moment because I kept saying, what am I, what is the name of the company itself? Mm -hmm. So it's still my recipe. And um, I was like, okay, we're getting, is it spice ingredients? Is it, uh, you know, recipe ingredients? So we kept toying around with the name. And ultimately one day I was, you know, driving over to Shopco to pick up my prescription. And... Uh, as I was talking about thinking about it, I said, I'm filling my prescription. I think people understand when you say fill your prescription. So I'm saying fill my recipe. Mm. So people will understand that I'm actually filling your recipe. So that is how the company name came about. And then um, I have a couple of sisters who live in this country. And one of them called me. She said, you need a brand name. I said, why do I need a brand name? Mm -hmm. you know, what's a brand? What, what do I need it for? Mm -hmm. It's fill my recipe. Can I just put fill my recipe on my label? She said, no, 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 no. It's got to be a brand name. You've got to have a brand name. That's a company name. So I said, okay. So I started thinking about what's a brand name and um, I kept thinking about it as the spices. And then finally I said, there's got to be something about ethnic in it. So it was ethnic and then... Uh, kept looking at the dictionary and things like that and, and stumbled across the word spicery. A spicery is like a granary where you have grains. And, you know, so I said, okay, spicery is, yeah, it's a spicery shop where you have ethnic spices. So the brand name was Ethnic Spicery. And I really considered it my baby. I sort of was so attached to the brand <laughs> that um, it was um, something I, I just couldn't let go of until... We were uh, fortunate enough to attend one of the retreats by the Doyen group. Mm -hmm. um, and during the retreat, one of the coaches, uh, Amy Gannon, uh, she was uh, talking to us. And she, during this retreat, every business can build their own plan or their roadmap and can really think about it for the next two, two, for two days and get a lot of coaching sessions during that time. Uh, she... Um, said, Sarah, don't you like want to be, you know, out there? What is your vision? Are you thinking about like many products and you know, you want to have like an idol of your products, right? I said, Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. It's a vision, it's good to dream. And she said, Well, ethnic spicery, you're coming across as a spice store. 
Is that what you want? And I said, no, I'm giving an experience of Indian cooking. It's almost like people are learning to cook and people are experiencing it. They're enjoying it. It's like going to the ball game and having a pair of tickets to the ball game and experiencing it or to the theater or to something really unique. They, I want people to make memories out of this. And she said, then ethnic spice, we have to go. We've got to kill it. <laughs> and that was uh, like a heart-wrenching. And I said, fine. So we went back to the drawing board. And after a couple of months, we came up with something more warm, more friendly, heartwarming meals, trying to provide uh, the consumer this vision of what they can be doing with their evenings and what they can enjoy doing and came up with Flavor Temptations. Mm -hmm. And that is our new brand. Right. So, so I, I think that's such a wonderful journey that you went on because I, I think that uh, naming things and brands are really, really important in this industry, right? It's kind of core to what you do. And when you start your business, you think you had a product, right? It was all about the product. And it is still about the product, but your brand is really important. And brands are emotional, too, right? So, yes. yeah, it's a, that's a wonderful journey that you shared with us. So now your Flavor Temptations. Um, and I think when I first met you, you were at the stage where it was the Ziploc bags, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and so then... Um, now you had Flavor Temptations, and you changed all of your packaging, too. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, what, how did you do that? Like, what precipitated that? Um, we initially, like, um, we changed the brand name based mm -hmm. on the experience what Sarah talked about that had a dine retreat. And uh, then we said uh, we need to change our packaging also, and we're doing it to them. Uh, plastic bags, and then we thought we will go to a stand-up pouches, and so we started looking at a stand-up pouches. We talked to several vendors and looked at online and got some quotes, and then we um, then realized, no, that may not be helpful for us. That may not be um, where we want to go. Then we started looking at uh, those uh, clamshells, clam clam mm. and then we looked at it and said, mm, maybe not this one also, and then we Finally, we decided maybe we will uh, go with this um, cardboard boxes. This is a folding cardboard boxes. And um, we researched that and found, found out and said, yeah, this is okay. But the uh, only thing is we have to order them in thousands. <laughs> yeah. So we got so many quotes. And um, within the uh, U.S., there were so many manufacturers. We got the quotes. And each of them wanted uh, hundreds of thousands. And some, some people... Uh, Tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, and finally we found somebody and uh, who's based in Seattle, but uh, he gets all his printing done in China, though. Mm -hmm. So that person was willing to give a, a lower minimum, and so if both your products combine, maybe we can do it as uh, 20,000 or so, and mm, then we decided, okay, that's the lowest mm -hmm. quantity we could get. <laughs> so we went ahead and, and, and printed and from China, and... Uh, we got the shipment uh, probably after three months or so. Right. That is the uh, retail carton. We still have it, the same carton. Mm -hmm. Of course, it has, um, what well, design has changed a little bit here and there, but mm -hmm. it's, um, it's still the carton. <laughs> right, right. And along the way, so even before you were in the carton, you were in some retail stores, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. So, so what? Uh, was was Willie Street your first store? Or, or no, you said Metcalf's Metcalf. was. Yeah, yeah Metcalf's yeah. was our very first store, and we got into Metcalf's because a co-worker of mine, remember we still had day, day jobs. So sure. A co-worker co of mine um, happened to be working at Metcalf's in the evening for many years and knew the grocery manager and gave me a warm introduction. Mm -hmm. I strongly believe in this business. It's really important to network and to form those relationships so that you and where possible ask people to give you a warm introduction mm -hmm. an email uh, with your name and you know copying you and to that person and telling them hey I know so and so and sort of the credibility uh, is is established right up front mm -hmm. so I went to uh, Metcalf and met with this grocery manager at the time we we started this back in 2013 around April was the very first time we had our products out there. Mm 
and um, we had a website up and um, with all with around 12 products out there and when we, when I went to Metcalf and met the grocery manager she looked at it and she's like she said okay come with me and she took me to the floor and she started walking up and down the aisle and then she said okay where do you want to put it and yeah. I was like you're placing an order she said yeah sure bring it in I said how much do you want she said just just bring how much over, you know, just bring all your top ones, just bring like a case of each. And so my very first order was like eight cases of eight different products <laughs> that I uh, brought to her. And we put it into a nice shipper. And that there too, we had to buy, get a display case, which I went to various websites and uh, purchased like four or five display cases in order to put that in. We hand-created all the labels on the display case, all the tags, um, put it together, carried it up to Metcalf because it was a local store, and uh, put placed it on the shelf, took pictures next to it, and it, <laughs> it was a lot of, lot of fun. And that weekend, we decided to do demos. And when we did the demos, we realized this product is a hot commodity because they flew off the shelves. There were people... And uh, just coming and tasting our product and saying this is so great, and they wanted to buy it. Our ingredients initially were all non-organic. We did not even think about organic. So mm -hmm. uh, that that is another journey that we can talk about later. Right. Okay. So you got you got in with the bags, and um, and where did they put you in the store? Because one of the things that, we, you know, when you do new products, mm -hmm. kind of like your product, is, is it, you know, does it really belong with the spices? Probably not so much, right? Or does it? Or where do they, did they put it in ethnic cuisine? Or where do they put it? Metcalf's, um, um, we didn't have a shelf space. We gave them a big shipper with the... Oh, so they, so you ship put your ship shipper, and where did they put it, though? They put it uh, near the produce. Near the produce. produce. Interesting. So that's... Because they said, so our uh, meal kits is what we are beginning to call it, our recipe mm -hmm. packs. Our uh, recipe packs contain the dry ingredients to make a meal. Right. And they need to be partnered with fresh ingredients from the local store, mm -hmm. the local grocery store. And that made sense for Metcalf to put it next to the fresh ingredients, uh, like the potatoes and tomatoes and things like that, so that people can buy the fresh ingredients and then buy our packet, or vice versa, buy the packet and then buy the fresh ingredients. So that is where they put us. We did not really specify to each grocery store where it should go because we were still in the experimental stage. Uh, we ourselves didn't know exactly where it should go. And maybe even now we are not very clear about that because each grocery store is sort of, the grocery manager is making the decision and then we are allowing that to happen and then we are watching and seeing whether there is a moment based on where it is. The one thing we want to start doing is ask our customers. If the customers ask, where is this in the aisle? We ask them, where would you expect it to be? And that is something that we want to start doing now, mm -hmm. uh, despite being in many stores. So currently, we are in more than 70 stores across the Midwest. And some stores have us near the produce aisle. Some stores have us in the international aisle. Uh, some of them. Um, I was next to the bulk spices, mm -hmm. so it's it's sort of all over the board. We haven't found that niche yet. The international aisle, and, and there are some stores which have us in the health and wellness section. Interesting, yeah. Uh, because it's all pure, um, all the spices are 100% uh, natural. Um, they're all organic right now, and they are very good for you, very, very healthy. None of the packets contain any salt. There's no sodium, no sugars, no additives, no preservatives. So because of the purity of that, it sort of lends itself to the health and wellness market as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was at Expo East last week, and um, somebody came up to me who has um, made a, a supplement product out of turmeric. Mm -hmm. um, and it made me think of you because she had it in a little pack, a little pouch, right? right. And I was like, mm -hmm. "Wow, I remember. I know all about this." Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, you know, as you get 
you start moving into bigger retailers when they look at products like this, they are going to ask you, where should we put this? And they will want you to answer. And they'll want you to just be able to say, well, if you put us here, you can expect this kind of result numerically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting transition, you know, as you go from the smaller stores where where they will pay way more attention to you personally as a vendor right. to the bigger stores where somebody, the buyer's buying for five, you know, 500 stores. They, it's not a personal thing anymore with each individual store, sadly, but... Um, yeah, so, okay, so um, so you're in some local stores, you're in your old packaging, then you stayed in local stores and are in the new packaging, and that new packaging gave you more real estate on your label, right, to, to talk about things. Yes, yes, yeah. So it gave uh, more real estate, like we could, uh, like... Um, uh, for the latest version of our packaging, we have a nutrition labeling and nutrition information on the back. And so that's an um, additional thing we could get. We also have, um, like, we could talk about our vision and how we, what are our values mm-hmm. and all that we, we have it on the side of our package. Mm-hmm. And we could add, um, like, um, so, like gluten-free and all those things, we can put it visually and more mm-hmm. uh, design-wise and more more easily a ca- consumer can see it mm-hmm. instead of... Uh, otherwise, earlier also we had, but the label was smaller. They could actually... They can't readily identify. And also, the, this now it stands out when it's on the aisle and it's the colors we have. We did some research to find out in the um, so ethnic aisle and what are the other colors of the packages mm-hmm. we have. And so we kind of see, we wanted to stand out. We put a different color packaging and so it's more easily visible and readable mm-hmm. for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why did you decide to go organic, 100% organic? So... Uh, that, that's a good question. When we first started, uh, we only went with non-organic because I'm used to using non-organic. I've mm-hmm. never used organic spices prior. My mother has never used. These are all my mother's recipes that mm-hmm. I am putting together and sharing with people and filling it for them to make it easy. And when I we first went to Willie Street, actually, and met with the grocery managers, they uh, saw our product and they said, well, if you make it organic, we'll take it. Hmm. And I sort of looked at the manager, said, organic, really? Do you have organic spices? I mean, that was the question I had in my head. And we said, okay, fine. So we went back and did some research and found organic spices, which were like way more expensive than Mm -hmm. the non-organic. And we said, okay, what is this going to do to our cost? And uh, so we had to work through some of those out. In the meantime, we also realized uh, we we actually attended uh, one of the, the... Midwest Expo in uh, around three years ago, just as attendees, the largest food show, I think, food expo. In the Midwest, in the yeah, Midwest yeah. At Anaheim, California. and Oh, you mean like Expo, expo, West, expo and, West and, yeah, not, not Midwest. Midwest. Okay, not Midwest, the, the, the really big one, yes. The biggest one, right? Yeah. Expo West at Anaheim, California. Yeah. And there are like, what, around 2,700 booths out there. Mm-hmm. We, we must have visited around 1,700, which are just the food ones. Right. And as we went through, we we almost, you know, hit, uh, just did the walk along the expo floor. And we realized organic is in, mm-hmm. non-GMO is in, um, and then um, 100% natural, no additives, you know, all, uh, everything, all that gluten-free mm-hmm. And we looked at each other and said, that's what our product is, mm-hmm. you know. So it looks like we are in the right market. We are sort of moving in the right, trending in the right direction according to the industry. We came back to the drawing board and said, okay, let's just go organic. Mm-hmm. And once we made the decision that we will just go organic, I had to look at my recipe again and other spices again just to make sure that all the spices are available organic. Because sometimes some spices are not or they're very, very difficult to source. And that would be that would just hike the cost for making the product. So we decided to go organic. Once we decided that, the packaging became a bit more easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, for package design, uh, we actually went a little more professional this time. Instead of me doing the publisher labels, 
which I'm really good at, I should tell you that. But <laughs> instead of just me doing that, uh, we got a professional photographer to take pictures of our dishes. Uh, instead of Partha doing the pictures with his brand new camera, which he wanted to buy because <laughs> he wanted to take pictures. And we got a professional photographer. We also um, put, made, put a contest out there at 99designs. I don't know whether people know that because if you... This is like a website where you can put your requirements out there and you just pay a flat fee up front. And there are hundreds of designers across the world who will actually design for you and put that out there and then you get to select the top one. And um, so we were able to work with a designer and once we said organic, it became easier to put the white background and the green and the white and green sort of uh, indicates uh, organic. Mm -hmm. We were also able to make prototypes of the top five package designs and take it back to our grocery managers. We had eight stores. We had grocery managers who were willing to talk to us. And we showed them and we said, which one do you think your customer would like? So we really got some really first good first-hand feedback. Uh, which one do you think will stand out on your shelves? And then we finally uh, arrived at the packaging that we, we came to. And uh, so... Going organic has really made it easier for us to now talk more about our values. And um, our, our values are, you know, share, support, and sustain, and we, we make sure that it, that is front and center. Mm -hmm. uh, for us, it is very important to not only have families and friends get together, make memories, because food is that connection which brings families together at the dinner table. Food is a connection which helps you learn about a new culture. And so that is where the sharing comes from. And then when you support the community by buying fresh ingredients, since our packets do not give the fresh ingredients intentionally, we encourage customers to go back to their grocery store, go back to their local farmer's market, go back to their gardens, and pick up those fresh in ingredients right there instead of trying to wait and wait for a box to come to you with all the ingredients in it, and your experience starts with a box cutter. Mm -hmm. So here it starts with picking your own fresh, juicy vegetables or, or produce, which releases that serotonin, that mm -hmm. happy hormone in the brain, and people are just excited about buying, um, buying the uh, food from their local grocery stores. So they're supporting the local grocery stores, but at the same time, we also support, we have, uh, we believe in, in giving, in charitable giving and giving back. And one of the things we do is a portion of our proceeds goes to food banks. Mm -hmm. And we selected food banks, and um, so until date, we have donated more than 19,000 meals to food banks. And the sustain aspect comes because now people are cooking sustainably. They are not buying bags and bags of spices and then letting them go stale on their shelves. Mm -hmm. They're not throwing things out, so they're being sustainable, only using whatever they need. At the same time, um, they are helping, you know, with the environment mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I think I think the times of brands that don't have some kind of value underneath them, values underneath them, I think they have a harder time surviving in this marketplace. I think consumers really value the kinds of, right. the kind of integrity yeah. that you guys are, are constantly embedding in what you do. So, okay, so now you're organic. Um, I, I was blown away when I um, opened the first package of, because I'm a fan, right? So, uh, when I opened my first package of your organic, how aromatic those spices are. Yes. I, I, I mean, is that, was that mind-boggling to you, too? Yes. I, uh, I, like I said, I've never used organic spices before, but when I make the cooking samples uh, for demos and I use those organic spices to cook with them, I'm blown away, too. In fact, when I bought the organic spices and my mother was visiting here, I dragged her to the kitchen and I said, mm -hmm. you need to smell these. You mm -hmm. need mm -hmm. to see what they are like. And she opened each bag and she was like, oh, this is so great. I said, mom, that's really, you know, it's, it's because it's organic. And when I made that same dish that <clears throat> she taught me how to make, and she tasted it. She said, this is fantastic. I said, coming from you, that's a big compliment no. because she is such a wonderful cook. Mm -hmm. And yes, those organic spices, in fact, I sent a, 
a packet of mine to my sister to sort of try out. And she lives in Seattle, and she's an excellent cook, too. And she tried out the turmeric and cumin. She threw out everything she had, the non-organic stuff, and went and bought organic bottles mm -hmm. for herself. Mm -hmm. So yes, so it is uh, very aromatic. Right. It's a huge difference. Yeah, it, it's that's interesting, and you. I wonder if it, there's more functionality to the spices okay. than I mean, health function like like turmeric, for example. It just makes you think. Yeah, so mm -hmm. a lot of people when you do demos, so they mm -hmm. get drawn by that. Uh, oh, this is what it is. Yeah. And I could kind of uh, <laughs> smell it about <laughs> two aisles away. Ah, yeah. So tell me about demos, because because uh, you do a lot of demoing, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, like we, uh, Sarah said, and after we got into the first Metcalf store, and um, we did a demo, I think Civic, we just spoke to the buyer, and they said, yeah, demo's kind of a help. And initially, we put the product there for two weeks. Um, we j we j every two days, we go there and check up how many uh, units moved and things. So that, yeah, not, uh, why is it not moving? Mm -hmm. That is the question we had. Then we talked about, yeah, maybe you do a demo and that will help. And so we did our first demo, like Sarah said. And it's within two hours and we had we had eight products eight of one case each. All of them are gone. All mm -hmm. of them are gone. We said, wow, we just said, oh, this works. This is how, <laughs> this is what we have to do. And mm -hmm. so from that day onwards, and we used to do a periodically, because we, both of us are f working full time. We couldn't do every week. At that week. point, right, yeah. yeah. We couldn't do every week, but um, we always, we tried once a month or so, and then every stores, and um, that's, we started seeing results, and mm -hmm. things started moving, people started liking it, and people started mm -hmm. recognizing, hey, I saw you on the village street the other day. Mm -hmm. So they started, uh, that's kind of a recognition we had, and so demos are really, really, really help us a lot, and so and now we are in 70 stores. Mm -hmm. We try to do demos in all the stores as far as we can. So we, now it's not you doing all of them, yeah, exactly. right? So yes. What yes. did what did you have to do now to? We have a demo person. We hired a person mm -hmm. who kind of handles Minneapolis area, mm -hmm. everything, and like all the co-ops we have in uh, Minneapolis and I mean Minneapolis, Saint Paul, and the Rochester areas. She mm -hmm. covers that area, mm -hmm. and we still do local demos. And mm -hmm. but there are some stores we, who insist on owners doing the demos. Mm. They call it mm -hmm. Meet the Maker Demos. Like oh, a sure. Buyer list, a, a chain store in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. They want us to do the demos. Mm. So for those stores, we travel once a month and we say three days. And we do some six or seven demos, mm -hmm. scheduled demos. And um, we are back mm -hmm. and maybe go back again after a few weeks there. To so demos. it's yeah. interesting because I think people in, in retail food, I know people in retail food, are um, will often say that it's um, that that demos are really expensive and really time consuming. And but I think in the case of your product, because of what you do, they're critical yeah. because otherwise people have no idea how this food is going to turn out. Exactly. They and it's Indian and it's scary and all that kind of stuff. And also when the package is sitting there and uh, there are quite a few um, uh, challenges we have, I should mm -hmm. say, like. They don't know how to, uh, what this product is, how to use it. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. And they see another product right next to it, which is a microwave. Hey, put in the microwave and take it after one minute. And mm -hmm. Right. It. And they know what that is, but they don't know what our product is, mm -hmm. right? Um, so we have to explain uh, how to use the product. Okay, this mm -hmm. is our product. This is how it is. All the spices come in the box, and you have to add fresh ingredients, and there is a recipe on the back. This is what you have to try it out, and then taste. This is the product. Once they taste it, they're just sold on it. Is what. But the tasting is kind of a help. About 80% they are sold on so, it. Yeah. Then this is how you have to use it and explain to them, and they'll buy it right away. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, we have an advantage, which none of the other Indian foods have. Mm -hmm. is ours is all organic. Mm -hmm. and none of the Indian foods in the market right now. I think I think maybe uh, now we have maybe a couple of them, but otherwise most of them are non-organic. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I was the only organic mm -hmm. product. Right, so shop. you have that flavor benefit that's yes. coming from it being organic, and it's organic for exactly. people who care about that. Yeah. So um, you started doing a little bit of food service too, right? And that in, in grocery stores, so in the, the hot bars, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. so how did that come mm -hmm. about? Yeah. So 
when we were doing demos in some other grocery stores, especially Willie Street is where we started uh, hearing about this from customers. And then we uh, slowly heard it from other stores as well. Customers would come up to us and they would taste it and they would say, wow, this is great. And why aren't you selling this in the hot bar? And uh, that made me approach the prepared food manager at Willie Street Co-op and ask about the possibility of bringing it into the hot bar. They were quite open to that. So what we did was we made, now I had to go and figure out how to make 10 pounds or 30 pounds of my product, which I had not been used to. Sure. Fortunately, my mother was visiting at that time. So the two of us put our heads together and we sort of figured it out. And we, um, we worked with Willie Street, their best kitchen, to actually make the product. Mm, for the first pounds, time, the right? The first time. We, my mother came along too and she was sitting there and Sort of what a hoot. I bet that. I bet they fun. love that. They yeah. Love it. it was fun. She would just she would sit in the chair, and then after a few minutes, she'll come and say, mm, just a bit more of this mm-hmm. or something. And um, the chefs really enjoyed cooking it, and uh, almost all the staff were walking by saying, what are you cooking? You know, wow, that <laughs> smells so good. And... Um, they they decided to use that, and we real, we heard later that sometimes they were selling out of like thirty pounds of chana masala in just one day, because mm-hmm. it was so flavorful, and the chef then realized that it was a flavor building process. And when we go to some of these food shows or food service shows, and we are doing demos, and we have executive chefs and chefs coming down and tasting our product, and all of them really amazed at the taste that goes to show how good the product is and mm-hmm. how good the ultimate um, dish is because coming from executive chefs, I think that's a huge compliment. Absolutely, yeah. And and the fact that you your what your product does enables just ordinary people like me to cook like an executive chef, you know? Correct. Wow. That's what I tell my customers. Mm-hmm. I tell them that I'm giving you the product you get bragging rights to mm. what you There make. you go. Right. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, this uh, that's related to that. I think uh, we, I would like to share the story. Uh, last week, uh, not last week, I'm sorry, last month, we were at London Byerly stores and we were just doing uh, demos. And um, one lady came, came and tasted and said, oh, yeah, it's very nice and very good. And uh, she liked it. And where, where in the shelf I find it? It's on the Indian aisle. And it's, uh, you can see at aisle level. She joked, oh, at our eye level or a standard American eye level? <laughs> oh, no. I said, I said uh, our eye level, because sh- she was as short as I am. Oh, our how eye level. sweet. She said, okay, she, she went off. And uh, two days later, we uh, we receive a letter in the e- mail, e- not emails. So we said, mm. uh, somebody from uh, Minnesota, I don't know who that is. Anyway, let's open it and see it. So the same lady wrote a letter. Oh. Hey, I bought this packet from you. And remember me joking like this in our eye level, not the standard Minnesotan eye level? Yes, I'm the one. And I hope you don't take offense. This is what I tried out. And she gives me, gives a, she bought a chana masala packet and she gives a recipe. I use this, I use these spices, use this. I added chicken to that. I added mushrooms to that. And I have next, so she basically made a different dish out of it using mm-hmm. all our spices. And I hope you guys don't mind. And so I said, this is excellent. This is what mm-hmm. we expected you to do. Mm-hmm. That's what Sarah says. Yeah, you have the bragging rights. You created your own dish using our spices. Isn't that so wonderful? It, it's wonderful. So, it's so it creates so much flexibility. Our recipe packs and mm-hmm. presets, chana masala. But you can use it to create your own dish. Mm-hmm. Basically, giving you the dishes. And so you can unleash your creativity. Unleash your creativity. Creativity! Wow, isn't that <laughs> a, uh, my, my Indian food creativity? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I'm going to have to make some of this when I get back into town. So, uh, when along this path did you finally make the decision to quit quit your day job, Bartha? Okay, so um, three years ago. Three years ago. So that's 2013 is May. Around May is when uh, we we sold our first packet and. Mm-hmm. Uh, both, both of us were working at the time, and we continued to do this, do demos, and um, make sales calls, and do production, mm-hmm. only two of us. And so in the evenings, we are just spending 
we are only doing production, and you, you know about all of that, then we were finding it really difficult to grow business, and yeah, mm -hmm. we were getting one store, or two stores, or three stores, and I, um, for every few months, and we are doing demos. Yeah, but it's really not growing. We thought, then we decided, okay, one of us should be full-time, right? And so we just um, discussed, argued, and then we said, <laughs> well, she wanted to quit, and I wanted to quit. And right, finally, right. <laughs> yes. Finally, we said, okay, we, I'll quit. And so okay. I, I was traveling also. I was on a, a mm -hmm. job. I used to travel to Bloomington mm -hmm. Illinois, every week and things like that. Then it kind of made sense. Uh, we're looking at all other uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, pros and cons, and it made sense for me to quit, and so mm -hmm. I quit. And I had the benefits. So I had yeah, and you yeah. had the benefits. That's, that makes yeah. sense. So November 2014 is when I quit. Uh -huh. And I started working full-time on this job. And full-time on a business. And sure. that actually really helped. And so we, we had um, 14 stores or so in 2014. And mm -hmm. it's up to 70 now. And I was able to make all the cold calls. The production schedules and okay, make all the payments and make sure all the receivables are there. We mm -hmm. have enough stock and all that. It's a, it's a full time job. And I'm doing, um, spending more time. It's instead of eight hours, I'm spending maybe 10 hours or 12 hours now, but I'm enjoying it. Oh, good. See, that's wonderful. Yeah. And you have a big smiles on your face. So I can <laughs> tell that you're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. So you, you guys decided along the way to um, to start sourcing your, your spices, your organic spices in India. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe you can share this story of how that works. And So the, the way it came about, as we started growing, we realized we couldn't keep up with production. Right. And um, we couldn't, we, we had to make a decision as to do we continue production here uh, because there's a lot of manual work involved out here and it, it was not, Get going to be cost effective. We started looking for some co-packers, and I last year I went to India for uh, to attend a wedding, and at that time I had some time, and I was introduced to one of my a family friend of my my uncle, uh, who is an accountant, and so I was able to talk to that person and uh, figured out that he has actually worked with some food import export mm -hmm. and but he was small enough for us not a very large company who would not like look at us because our orders were to begin with quite small and he agreed to put together a facility a co-packing facility just for this particular business mm. and um, since last July we came a long way over the next six eight months we have had uh, multiple phone conversations with this person every two every week or every two weeks we've been con calling and talking to this person and our first shipment arrived in May this year mm -hmm. of the products that we needed so mm -hmm. they are uh, sourcing everything uh, all the products uh, the ingredients are all USDA organic certified mm -hmm. uh, we have line of sight right to the region where the farms are mm -hmm. and um, they have all the certifications needed the food goes through a lot of inspections mm -hmm. along the way and then it arrives here at, at, at our warehouse and um, at the same time we know that the quality is good because the spices are so much more fresher mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. are not sitting in another warehouse uh, out here another wholesaler out here before we pick it up mm -hmm. so it is coming direct from India so the mm -hmm. spices are much more fresher and much more mm -hmm. uh, flavorful because of that so are those farms from the region of India where you come from or, or is it from a different region it's from a different different region, region? Uh, yeah. yeah most majority of these spices um, grow more in central and northern India oh okay and so mm -hmm. it's uh, uh, some of them grow in the south too but mm -hmm. a lot of them are central and northern India mm -hmm. we, we belong to southern India. You're from southern India. And would you would you consider, are your recipes like southern Indian? Or for those of us who think Indian food is Indian food, but it really isn't, you know? So um, Indian food is a lot of. Different, lot of right? Different yeah. food. Every state in India has its own culture, has its mm -hmm. own cuisine. And there are some specialities from each state that as an Indian, we can sort of relish. And... Um, I was born in southern India. My family belongs to southern India, but my parents lived in northern India mm. for the most time. So my mother 
along the way, being in Air Force camps and Air Force bases, she was able to pick up many recipes from some of her friends in northern India. So that is what I learned. Mm. So I have a combination of both in the list of recipes. Holy cow. So you could, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, oh my God, you could have a whole line of things about diff- cooking different Indian cuisines for, for those of us yes. for, you know, Indian is an Indian is an Indian. This is getting really exciting to me. Yes, we, we could. And uh, you know, majority of the, of, uh, I'm a vegetarian by birth. Sure, and I've right. lived as a vegetarian and mm-hmm. majority of our our recipes are vegetarian or even vegan. Mm-hmm. And so that is a growing market. That's a growing Absolutely. customer base that we have noticed. People are really interested in vegetarian and vegan. So this is vegan. This is healthy. You're making it yourself. It's It's got all the pluses because of that. And mm-hmm. so flavor temptations comes across to really meet those needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys, I um, heard last, I think it was last week, the week before, that you are joining the Food and Beverage Association Accelerator. Yes, yes, we, yes are. we are very fortunate to have been selected. Yeah. Thanks to really good business coaches. Yeah. We are very excited about it. I know a few, week, few days ago we met with Brad. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see all his uh, experience and knowledge and expertise, and uh, we are sure we're going to benefit from Brad and you and many others. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so um, the I think that you know that accelerator is set up to really help small brands scale, mm-hmm. um, predominantly. And the fact that you are just you know you're now in a couple of distributors and you're in the process of scaling into distribution now, the timing of that um, joining that accelerator is really perfect yeah. for your business. And um, we had. We had almost fifty applicants to that for that accelerator this year. So, yeah, so it's it was very competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. terrific. Well, thank you so much for coming down and chatting with us today. You're welcome, Tara. Thank Thank you you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us, and uh, yeah, look forward to your coaching on Fab too. Yep, (laughs) terrific. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can get more podcasts by subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And you can learn more about Edible Alpha by visiting our website at ediblealpha.org.